People who say these five words have very low emotional intelligence. The Rocking Al Show. They mean the exact opposite of what you think, but only emotionally intelligent people understand why. The words hit me like a hurricane. I know how you feel. These situations are tough. Sometimes you've been trusted. You want to develop rapport. You want to act the way somebody with real emotional intelligence would act. You want to help. Yet, rather than creating a connection, I know how you feel, and other phrases like it, build a wall between you and the other person. The phrase suggests that you don't truly understand what the other person feels at all. Really, how could you? It suggests that you feel the need to turn the conversation towards your experience, not his or hers, and that, ultimately, you don't really care about that person's concerns after all. In other words, this five-word phrase sends a message that's 100% the opposite of what you intend. So don't say, I know how you feel, here's what to do instead. It's shift versus support. If you listen to this podcast this far, I suspect you really do care about people. But like me, perhaps, you don't always realize the true effects of your words. Charles Derber suggests, and Celeste Headley summarizes, is to gauge your responses in real time and ask yourself whether you're offering a shift response or a support response. What's the difference? A shift response involves an attempt to guide the conversation towards your life experiences and away from the experiences of the persons you're ostensibly listening to and perhaps even trying to help. A support response sets aside your ego and instead keeps the focus on the other person's feelings and experience. Another one is conversational narcissism. A few examples will make this very clear. In each case below, just imagine that a friend or colleague opens a conversation with a highlighted statement. Then think about how each response would make him or her feel. Number one, my boss doesn't respect me. The shift response is, I went through the exact same thing last year. I wound up leaving and finding a better job. The support response is, I'm sorry to hear that. What makes you feel that way? Number two, if I could just get organized, I'd have the world on a string. The shift response would be, I know, I have the same problem. The support response would be, What do you think stops you from being organized? And number three, I'm so sad since my breakup. The shift response is, You just need to get back out there and start dating again. The support response is, What do you think stops you from being able to move forward? Derber calls the whole phenomenon, at least the part in which well-meaning people shift the conversation to their own experience, conversational narcissism. Is that a $20 phrase to describe a $1 problem? Maybe, but it does make it clear. I can imagine, as Justin puts it in his book, the successful strategy to communicate effectively and leverage emotional intelligence requires avoiding phrases like these. I know exactly how you feel, I've been through this before, and I completely understand or I get it. And replacing them instead with things like the following. I'm sorry that happened. I can imagine how you feel. Thanks for sharing this. Tell me more. Actually, I might take issue even with I can imagine how you feel, but we'll leave it in. 
Just remember that the whole point here is to acknowledge how hard it is to really put yourself in someone else's shoes. And instead, make clear that you have empathy. You're trying to understand, even as you acknowledge that full success might not ever be possible. The true connection that you're both looking for comes with the well-communicated attempt. We convey who we are. We convey what we want to say with our bodies. And so body language is something that we want to really start to be much more conscious of. Think about people that you really like the way they move their body. The thing about body language is that it's a performance like everything else. And there are things that come naturally to you. And so you want to become aware of what that is. And I would really recommend that you ask friends to tell you about your body language. Because it's very hard to see what we do. Not everybody gets a chance to video themselves at a meeting and see how it is that they come across. Number two, think about and look at people whose body language you admire. And then try that on. Try out how they walk. For a lot of leaders, what they do when they walk down the hall, they actually walk pretty slowly. They're taking it all in. They're letting people know that they are available to be approached. Are you approachable? How do you convey that in your body language? These are all the kinds of things that you want to begin to pay attention to. There are a lot of really good tips out there for sort of what works in general for body language, and you should listen to them, okay? I'm suggesting that you begin a practice, if you will, that helps you to become more aware of it in general and notice it more both in yourself and in others. I hope you found this podcast informative. If you have any comments about this or the other episodes, please comment where available or send them to the Rocky Nell Show at rockynellentertainment.ca. I'll be looking forward to reading them. You can also hear the podcast from other apps. Go to www.rock103.ca forward slash apps where you can download your favorite apps to your devices. Until next time, goodbye everybody. The Rocky Nell Show.